0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Region 2 NPA Podcast. I'm your guest host today, Dr. Desiree Branson, President-elect for the NPA. We are so excited to have and welcome, in honor of NP Week, November 13th to the 19th, our guests, our distinguished guests today, Dr. Laura Markwick and Dr. Grace Lasovich. We want to highlight some of the distinguished MPs in our region, in our organization, about their practices and what it means to the MPMA 2.0. So, in welcoming our guest today, I'd like to bring about the first question. Dr. Laura Markwick. Tell us about your history as a nurse practitioner.
1: Hi Desiree. So, I started as an I I graduated from my nurse practitioner program in 2006 as a family nurse practitioner and worked in a family practice that had never had an NP before. They'd only had PAs, so I had something to prove. Um it was a bit intimidating. Uh but we did fine and then just moved on doing various FNP roles in different positions but um in 2015 when we could become independent was when i was i wanted to start my own practice and practice the way i wanted to so prior to that i had you know 30 some years of nursing so lots of personal patient patient care
0: thank you and yourself dr wesovich
2: well, my, I'm a late bloomer in terms of my nurse practitioner role. I have a long history of teaching in academia. I've had my nurse practitioner for about 12 years, and I started out in a group practice of um, private practitioners, um, Psychiatrist, I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner and um, was mentored in that practice by other psychiatrists. And actually during um, COVID, I left that practice and came home and did telehealth. And um, I've just recently returned to one day a week in my my own practice. So um, it's been a terrific journey for me to be able to serve the community um, with the enlarged needs of psychiatric mental health problems in our community.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. You are definitely both leaders in our community, and we all appreciate your efforts. So now let's talk about what does the Modernization Act, the MPMA 2.0, mean to each of you in your practices and for the patients that you care for? Dr. Marquette, I'll let you start with this one. So
1: it, it means everything to me. It's been allowed me to provide the patient care the way I feel it needs to and not have people knock on my door saying, hurry up, hurry up. they schedule them every 15 minutes and people need to be able to tell their story they need to be able to be heard and that's the one thing i hear a lot from patients is they don't feel like anybody's listening to them and understands their problems and their health concerns um so being able to practice the way i feel is appropriate um for me has been phenomenal and you know scary at the same time trying to be independent and navigate through the system and educate others that we can be independent. We can do these things. We don't need a supervisor. Um, We don't need a co-signer. It's, it's, it's had its rewards. It's had its frustrations, but it's been, it's been everything.
0: Absolutely. And how about yourself, Dr. Waslovich?
2: Well, for me, um, prior to the, um, the Modernization Act, I was really um, waiting for my collaborating psychiatrist to pay me. So I was earning the money, get, and the psychiatrist was being reimbursed by the insurance companies directly. And literally, I would have to ask for them for my payments due. So the Nurse Modernization Act, Nurse Practitioner Modernization Act enabled me to work toward. Um, pressuring the insurance companies, actually. Um, There was a legislative um, team within our region. And finally, we are able to get direct reimbursement from insurance companies for the work that we do. And that's been a huge um, contributor to nurse practitioners, psychiatric nurse practitioners in this community to be able to open their own private practices and function at the highest scope um, of practice. So uh, again, serving this community uh, during COVID, post COVID where you know anxiety, depression, sleep issues were at the highest levels. So it's enabled us, it's enabled me to be able to serve the community more effectively. I'm able to run my practice independently as Dr. Markwick had said, how I see good care needs to be delivered, I'm able to deliver that.
0: And both of you are extraordinary with your practices and your efforts and are also leaders with the NPA. So if you could talk a little bit about your leadership role with the Nurse Practitioner Association and how did those previous experiences and your other roles, how did you bring that to the table and how has it guided you? Laura, would you like to start?
1: Sure. So currently, I serve as the um, treasurer of the NPA. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be accepted into the um, ANP Future Leaders Program training. So that helped quite a bit. But a lot of it was just, you know, getting involved, just somebody saying, hey, come, let's get involved. And and starting, I started as a, a nominating committee person on the Region 2 years ago somebody said, come join the sit at the board meeting. And I did. And, and it was a way to learn and watch and listen and network with peers. And that's, you know, kind of how you grow and uh, learn how to serve the organization because that's what we are. We're a service organization.
0: So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Grace, how about your role?
2: So as I said before, I came um, to the organization with a long history uh, in academia. Um, in my role as the education chair in the um, Nurse Practitioner Association, I'm really able to facilitate uh, the conference, the annual conference, um, you know, uh, pod podcasts, webinars, all of the um, educational education delivery that we're able to offer through the NPA. I think my background as a psychiatric mental health provider has been able to facilitate more um, information um, for non-psychiatric nurse practitioners to be able to care for the overwhelming um, surge of psychiatric mental health conditions that are um, eking into primary care and family, um, family care practices. So I really was well positioned for my role. Um, I had served in other organizations as on education committees and conference committees. So I felt all of those things really prepared me well to serve the Nurse Practitioner Association.
0: And you both do it so well, and we thank you for your service. So now why should nurse practitioners join professional organizations, especially the nurse practitioner Association. What are your thoughts on that Dr. Markwick?
1: Well I think it's a, I think it should be a requirement. I mean the the organizations are what have our best interest at hand and support our role maintaining that we can function to our highest ability. Uh, we obviously all can't be in Albany you know talking to every legislator all the time we need to do our jobs but we have we need people there that have our best interest at heart. That can follow up on that it's very very important um the education the networking that all goes without saying those are very valuable but it's very important to be members of your professional organization because that is who has your back and that's who you can also go to if you have questions i mean you've got the practice you know practice supports and questions and things like that so it's not just legislative but there's other things that the professional organization can do for the members it's invaluable
0: Dr. Wassovich, I know you're ready to tell us how important this is.
2: I think it's a a wonderful organization that um, protects our license, helps us maintain and move forward on our scope of practice and independent practice. I think it's a great opportunity for networking as Dr. Marquette had said, it's a great opportunity to obtain educational, continuing education units. It's a great opportunity to serve Um, the organization. However, if you don't have the time, if you don't have the time in your life right now, maybe your children are very, very young. uh, Maybe you're not able to get to the meetings. Maybe you're not able to serve. It's important that you join because it supports those of us who are able to do the work, who are able to go to Albany and help lobby for our needs as an organization, as nurse practitioners. So even if you can't serve on the board, if you can't go to any of the uh, annual conferences, it's still important that you support the organization so that we who are serving you can do our jobs.
0: both of you said it so well how important this is and i want to thank our wonderful guest today dr laura markwick dr grace wasovich for joining us today for being a member and a guest on this episode i also want to extend a hello to all of our members today from our region two president dr jane tuttle who i know is reaching out from um, the perspective of our whole region wanting to say Hello to everyone and happy Nurse Practitioner Week, again from um, November 13th to the 19th of 2022. And just to recap, the NPMA 2.0 has given us full practice authority, retroactive to April 1st of 2022. However, our work is not done yet, right? It'll sunset April 1st of 2024, and we want to bring this into perpetuity. We need to maintain momentum to make this permanent. So grab another nurse practitioner, help them to become a member of the NPA. And we look forward to joining everyone for our next podcast of Region 2. Thank you for everyone for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you.